0: hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the b-roll podcast I'm your host Anthony and this is your other host Christopher hi Christopher how are you doing I'm doing anyways all right B- for a Chris, b-roll for a Chris. podcast is a podcast in which we watch science fiction and science fiction chase it movies and television shows then we talk about them break down the plot give our opinions whether we liked it or not make a lot of bad jokes that kind of thing i'm pretty sure i've never made a bad joke no no i was not talking about you of course chris Mm. okay fair enough you're perfectly fine (laughs) everything you say is always perfect (laughs) Oh yeah yeah (laughs) so this is our thursday release so we we've watched another pilot episode to a netflix original series what did we watch chris we watched
1: The Letter for the King, which is a, according to the Wikipedia entry, The Letter for the King is a coming-of-age adventure television series developed by Will Davies and Filmwave for Netflix, inspired by the classic Dutch novel. I'm going to just butcher this one out here. Just de Brief voor de Koning by Tonke Drecht. This is a six-episode series
0: released on Netflix.
1: March 20th, 2020. Yeah. Should we blurb this
0: one? Yeah, I have the blurb up. On Netflix or IMDb? I prefer the IMDb blurbs, honestly. Sure. Turi, a teenage squire, answers a call for help that sends him on a perilous mission across the three kingdoms to deliver a secret letter to the king. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Right off the bat, I mean, six episodes, novel adaptation. I enjoy. you know how I've, I'm pretty outspoken about this is how adaptations should happen.
1: In like six relatively short episodes. Yeah, I think the one that we watched is tied for the longest at fifty-one minutes.
0: Now I don't know, of course, if this covers the entire book or not. It might not, and there is a sequel novel. There is a second one, no third, but there Mm -hmm. is a second one. So they could easily do more of this if they they wanted to.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Is this the part where you're going to ask me what I thought?
0: I was gonna, but now I think <laughs> instead. No, you should ask me what I uh, thought. So Chris, what did you think of this? I am unsure okay. about it. I watched the
1: episode. That's a then good I went start. to start. And then I went to sleep. And then I woke up this morning and when I got to work, I had a couple minutes before I actually had to start my day, so I just decided to look up some stuff on this. and uh, Rotten Tomatoes, we are sitting at 60% fresh and then only a 50% audience score.
0: That's all well and good, but I asked how you thought about it, not the masses.
1: Well, I said that to say this. Mm. is I almost agree with the audience score.
0: What was the audience score again? 50? 50%.
1: I mean I've I've said this before and I'll say it again. Uh just because something scores well is critically rated well, it doesn't always mean it's good. I think that this first episode is solid like 5 out of 10. Okay. And it may just be because it's the first episode. We did we talked to the same thing about the possible issues with Warrior Nun. Maybe it, maybe it's the fact that it was the first episode. It's funny, we've done four television shows. Four? Four because we did Charmed, The Order Another Life, and then The Letter for the King. Warrior there Nun. Were, there's, did I not say Warrior
0: I Nun? I don't know. I wasn't oh, paying close I'm attention. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, you're right. <clears throat> Let me do that again. We've done five shows.
0: I mean, you could do it again. I'm going to keep both both takes. But the,
1: Sure, and I will delete it from the RSS feed. We've done five shows, Charmed, The Order, Another Life, Warrior Nun, and The Letter for the King. And I think out of all of them, it's weird that three out of five of them, maybe not weird... But three out of five of them I liked, and I didn't really enjoy Warrior Nun, and I don't know entirely if I like this show. I felt like there was just a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that just missed the mark, and it wasn't even the storytelling. I thought it was shot pretty well. There wasn't a whole lot of effects. You know, I mean, there was some green screening. It's fine. But there's during the action sequences, I thought everything was shot pretty well. I don't necessarily enjoy the main character, Amir Wilson. Maybe it was just the way he decided to play this character, Tiri. T-I-U-R-I, Tiri. Maybe it was just the way he played him, but I just didn't... I don't know. Like, if that makes any sense. I didn't think he played well. There's a couple of pretty well-known actors in this. Faramir? Faramir? He was in this thing, mm-hmm. which was neat. But, uh, eh. As far as TV show adaptations of classic Dutch novels, I think this one probably is a five out of ten
0: in that particular category yeah yeah yeah
1: so out of all the ones that you could you just you just
0: didn't find it interesting or no
1: i felt the story was compelling like the idea that two nations in are engaged in like decade-long conflicts with each other and with a third country to the south somehow a, a general has managed to quell whatever resistance is opposing him and apparently that is going to trigger some kind of prophecy and he's going to take over the world. We get all of that in the first couple minutes, like the narration over the opening sequence is essentially that. I thought it was, it was nifty. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've heard I've heard that story before, you know, sure. where someone manages to overcome some obstacle that, but in doing so triggers a series and a chain of events that allows them to, you know, rise to great power. That's great. It's cool. I don't know. Like I said, I just I didn't like the main character. He runs to his room and pouts at some point, which I thought was kind of funny.
0: Wow, well, he's fifteen. Sure, like he's I mean, just ba- barely fifteen. Right. I. It doesn't mean that it's not funny. <laughs> you know sure. What I mean? Oh, like it yeah. But be. I just it's humorous. But I wouldn't fault a fifteen-year-old for being moody.
1: Yeah, and uh, it may not be the actor. Right. It may not be Amir Wilson. It may be the material or the direction he was given. I just. I, I didn't really take him seriously. Sure. But I mean, I think maybe that's the point. That's the whole idea of the opening 20, 30 minutes is here's a guy who doesn't necessarily want to even be who he is.
0: That makes that pretty clear. Yeah.
1: The rest of society is kind of pushing him towards obtaining a knighthood.
0: And maybe that's part of the character.
1: Maybe that's built in like the, the way the character is played. That's, that's how I'm supposed to perceive him. And maybe that'll change if I watch other episodes. But okay. Yeah. Alright. But yeah. I would probably watch another episode, I guess, is my ending statement.
0: Okay. Especially with there only being six episodes. You're not in for a huge commitment.
1: Right. A lot of them are forty minutes long.
0: Yeah. So not that bad, for sure.
1: What about you? What uh what did you think?
0: I liked it. I liked the main character. I like the visuals quite a bit. I mean, I say I like them. It's well shot. It's pretty generic medieval fair. Definitely feels like maybe a bit of a family friendly Game of Thrones. I don't know if I was waiting for you to chime in because I said the magic words. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I'm a little confused uh, by the overall plot, but I understand our main character's plight, if you will. He's stuck between a rock and a hard place, and the hard place gets worse as the show, as the episode goes on. Trying to, I mean, you know, you just being 15 and trying to figure out who you are, where you're from, what you're about, and then you have all of this extra 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 in his case social pressure i thought it was relatable yeah you know not being a war orphan adopted by a noble in <laughs> another and a, an opposing kingdom not that part uh, what you can't relate to that no i can't no i can't as i've stated before i've never been resurrected i've never been a, a war orphan <laughs> So just keep a list of things i've never done that's one you don't
1: them. have any long lost siblings coming back into your life uh well yeah <laughs> sure no i mean i i will agree with you that i thought it, it was polished i think is the word yes. that we're probably trying to use is polished and there's two parts well i guess it's really one part where there's like special effects are really thrown into your face yeah i think that they were well done like they weren't cheesy
0: no it's they kept it very straightforward very simple they conveyed what they needed to yeah. convey with it. When you say two parts, are you talking about the CGI horse? No. Did you notice the horse was CGI, or maybe it's not and it was just the lighting at the I end? I did not notice. It was just coming out of the water, but it's also dark. And mm. Maybe I'm seeing things. I'm getting old.
1: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there was some CG involved, but I think that I oh the horse is horse. a real horse.
0: Yes, but I mean there was a yeah. few shots where I was like, hmm, sure, doctored maybe.
1: I'm specifically referring to the part with Prince Viridian yeah solid name where he's yeah for a conqueror he's casting <laughs> Viridian. Viridian Green yeah <laughs> specifically the part where he is using spoilers magic that's the only like that's what I was referring to specifically so
0: no but overall I thought it was really well polished I found his story interesting I want to see how it how it plays out how he overcomes because he's he's very much in a disadvantaged position and then the last five minutes of the episode that gets much much worse <laughs> I mean, he's basically <laughs> out there with no allies, right? The people that should be his allies don't like or trust him; they resent him, and for good reason, probably. So I don't know. I I'm I'm very much interested in watching watching more. I gotcha. I fall on the other half of that fifty percent. <laughs> I guess I disagree with what with your your take on the main character. I do agree on everything else you said. It could easily get worse, like, you know.
1: Well, like I said, it. My grievances with the main character could strictly be intentional. It could be something that the the point of the show is to provide us with a character that isn't necessarily even likable. Relatable, yes. Likeable, no. In, in my opinion. Right. Not everyone can be likable. Well, I mean, we just get a character that's in like an extreme position of, I don't want to say <sighs> privilege, but like he just has the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, it's privileged. Well, but... Not in the way that we would perceive that privilege because he is looked down upon by almost all of the people in his sector. And
0: he's not willing to take advantage of that privilege.
1: That's my grievance. But Mm. again, that could be by design.
0: Yeah. And I'm not
1: saying that by 50%, I think it's 50% bad. Oh, 50% good. I think I'm just, it's right smack in the middle to me where I'm teetering to one side or the other and I just don't know which side I'll fall on
0: all right fair enough
1: a lot of actors in this show
0: some brits it is a uk production a surprising amount of dutch actors well it is also a joint well yeah. what's the other what other country was it i'm gonna say the wrong. Uh, the, the Ned- netherlands Netherlands. i wanted to say neanderthal yeah. and i was like no that's not right
1: <laughs> oh wow that was oh, the, eh. yeah there goes our dutch demographic
0: uh <laughs> that's like 50 yeah, just... of our of our listeners man <laughs> You are just, already pushed away the Australians, so I'm just working on <laughs> working on the rid of those,
1: those fringe Eurocentric.
0: <laughs> I don't know about
1: you, but for me, as a personal enjoyment, I love names. I really do. Names that you look at and you're like, wow, that's a crazy name. I love those names. Like, here's one. Yorick Von Wagendegen. I'm pretty sure I completely butchered that. He plays a character I don't think we've seen yet.
0: Well, yeah, I don't think we've seen that character either.
1: That's a solid name, though.
0: Yeah. Super solid. And then solid. we got
1: another guy, Tawfiq Barun.
0: Tawfiq? Yeah.
1: Yeah, He is a Arab-Israeli actor of Palestinian descent. Uh, not Dutch, but here's another one. Johannes Hakur Johanesson. Man. Yeah. I love names. I love to try to pronounce them.
0: Uh, Ooh, you, Andy Circus. You do He's love to name. try. Oh, yeah, sure. What's your favorite name to say? I... I don't have a favorite name to say. What? What is that? E- what type of question is that?
1: Do you want to know mine? Yeah, I don't. Dijmon Hansu.
0: That's a good, that's a fun name, I guess. Yeah,
1: it's a great actor. Eh? Yeah. Do you want to talk about how they're trying to present this place as the Netherlands, but it's clearly filmed in New Zealand in the Czech Republic?
0: It's, shut up. <laughs> 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 So let's start with the plot. Let's go. Let's go and roll right into it. Yeah. Let's just let's it get the... <laughs> some. What is it? I got get some big Lord of the Rings vibes in the first four minutes. Sure. And then it goes away. I was like, oh, is this just gonna try to rip on that? And then it didn't. <laughs> it was just kind of a sweeping shot to open us up. Well, so far it appears to be. I don't. I don't think the term low magic is the
1: the phrase that you would use. But in Lord of the Rings, there is magic. In The Hobbit, Gandalf is a wizard. There are items that are enchanted by magic or whatever. But for the most part, it's, you know, a bunch of people, humans, orcs, elves, dwarves fighting with swords and bows and axes. Right. And I think maybe that might be the same way. Again, you know, I I just there wasn't a wizard standing with a staff hurling fireballs. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't like not yet crazy. Not yet. Our opening, as I described earlier, is a narration. Yeah. We hear about two countries called Unawan i think i'm i think i typed that correctly it doesn't matter uh no i did unha i just mispronounced it and daggonot have waged war for apparently over a thousand years maybe against each other but more specifically in a place called evelian evelian
0: evelian that's fine evelian
1: and so it's something that they've never been able to conquer the tribes there i guess this country of alien is not necessarily even a, a nation state but more like an uh, a loosely organized group of tribes kind of like uh, the ancient i don't say ancient but the historical mongolians where there wasn't necessarily a king until so there was one but mm, right but just a group of tribes that they appear to be using yurts
0: sometime later they they mention a wall i don't know if it's a an actual wall oh i didn't or that. interesting or not hmm. the two northern kingdoms the uno one Un, Una uh, win. win and daggonaut <laughs> w- wage war on the south right, right. the opening narration is very much lord of the rings even it's got a map in the background all yeah. hand-drawn and whatnot but when they describe Evalian or valian as a a land known only as Evalian. And I don't know mm. if it's earned the right to say known only as. Like, why would it say only? I don't. <laughs> why would I care if it had other names? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It was a weird it was a weird turn of phrase to use. Maybe it's quoting the book and it comes across different in Dutch. Somehow I doubt that. Maybe what
1: they were trying to say is that's what the people who live there call it. And since it's not a nation, it does not appear to have a king or queen or some sort of ruling body. The people that live there just call it Avalian. Maybe.
0: Yeah, it's a... No, it's dumb. Sure. Sure. (laughs) It's it's not... It doesn't make any sense the way it's... Yeah, all right. Right. That piece of the narration felt odd, and I kind of (laughs) chuckled.
1: During this narration, we find out that Dagonaut and (laughs) Unuewin apparently have never been able to fully conquer Avalian, but someone most recently has. He is a prince of U- unawain Unawin. he's a supreme conqueror in the narration they're like you know whoever manages to conquer this nation or this country will they're going to take over the world Hmm. interesting or he will possess the ability to take over the world something to that effect sure uh, you know someone who's able to tame such a wild place would be able to tame the world sequence ends with a young man our main character waking up from his bed in Dagonaut, he's got a little bird named Ragnall, and he tries to get Ragnall's attention. He's like, Ragnall, are you awake? And then the bird just poops. Yeah, as birds do. Apparently, this is his, uh, I guess, is a falcon? Yeah. Apparently, you train falcons to fly around, and they come to your hand, and you, give, you hold meat in that gloved hand or the gauntleted hand so they, they know that there's a treat waiting for them. Someone approaches him and calls him Master Turi, and says, Bors is waiting for him. And then we cut to some people riding around on some horses. Faramir. His name isn't Faramir in this show, but it's the actor who plays How Faramir. great would it have been? If it was. If it was. <laughs> if, it was if it was literally just <laughs> Faramir. Uh, he's part of the crew. Yeah. And a, a member of this crew, a, a, bald, a bald man with a salt and pepper beard, says, uh, They're making too much noise. We'll never catch a stag like this. It's a kind of ride off separately from the rest of the group and then he sees a a deer a stag and then shoots it with a crossbow and drops it apparently one shot
0: yeah i was fairly fairly impressed yeah he because he aims Uh, that thing pretty lazily of course the stag is just standing there (laughs) you
1: know he eyeballs it you know shooting from the hip yeah
0: yeah my diablo uh... character does that (laughs) so i guess this guy could do it too oh yeah. i don't play the albums for the nerds oh <laughs> it's nerd oh, stuff way to way to turn that one on me
1: <laughs> this guy who kills the the stag he says uh you know i can't believe you're entering your son into the trials you know he's weak not like my son and it camera pans to his dude's kid picking the stag up and putting it on his shoulders he's like he's strong faramir's character says uh, well what he lacks in strength he'll make up for with speed and skill Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we cut to apparently his son, who is not good at fighting. He is sparring with a man named Bors.
0: B O R S. His son is our main character, right? Right.
1: Well, we don't know that until it like cuts to him after them talking about him, right?
0: Sure. That's what I'm saying. You say it cuts to his son, who is this guy. We should mention mm. that
1: the father and son don't look anything alike what it's worth Turi appears to have darker skin curly black hair and Faramir looks like fairmere with light pale skin and red hair
0: red that's red that's b- a red it's more blonde nah it's red man I'm pretty sure it's not I'm gonna argue I'm gonna take a picture and send it to you well, I'm, I'm watching it right now yeah dude that's red He <laughs> does not have red hair send me a picture I'm sending you a picture <laughs> that's red <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> no see in the in the next scene where he's fighting is fighting when he's in the courtyard during the, the little sparring session it's definitely blonde i think there maybe it's reflecting mm. something it's well, a dark blonde I mean,
1: in the scene in the bar scene it's very red is it okay yeah and it it may just be the light he may have i think the the color we're looking for is maybe strawberry blonde i don't know maybe about hair color Uh, You go tell
0: Faramir that he has strawberry blonde hair and see what he does.
1: Well, Faramir's not a real person, so he won't do anything. Is he going to jump out of
0: the page? (laughs) (laughs) What a page master reference. All right. (laughs) Or did he jump into? I can't remember. All right.
1: (laughs) I think he just gets turned into Anyways. Bors knocks Turi to the ground. As we find out, Sir Turi, so Turi Sr., Great, another thing with Ar- like Artemis Fowl, where I got two names, two different characters with the same dang name. So Junior apparently is not very good, but Boars does mention that your son tries and he has shown improvement, to which Senior replies that I want to see it for myself. Then he engages in a, a friendly sparring competition with his son. Friendly. Who dodges the attacks quite deftly. And see, this is how you show us that a character is dexterous. You don't have them roll around underneath a tarp on some hay with a sword, <laughs> as you show them in actual combat dodging attacks. Anyways, he manages to disarm and smack his kid in the head with his sword.
0: I like that he was just hitting him with the flat side of the blade a whole lot.
1: Yeah. His mother, Turi's mother, runs down from some stairs and she runs over to her son and takes his helmet off and senior just stands over him and he says the world isn't easy and it's, it's not going to get easy for you and then he sheathes his sword and walks away <laughs> great encouragement dad and then like i said what i described earlier is tory runs off to his room and he's just kind of laying down and i mean he's not crying but he's like in contemplation you know he's i mean I'm i'm sure that he's feeling shame for not being able to live up to the expectations of your Father or your parents, you know? Sure, shame. I bet some people could relate to that.
0: Yeah, I don't know who, but yeah, <laughs> not me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> His mother is, uh, I guess, of the same ethnic background. They both have dark skin, curly black hair. He want he's like, "Who's my real father?" She's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I know that Surturi is not my real father. I want to know who my real dad is." And uh, <laughs> she's like, I, he's like, I don't belong here." No one wants me here. And I, he's feeling the same thing that a lot of people feel. They just, the the need to belong. Yeah. Feels like he's in the wrong place. Not even necessarily he's around the wrong people, but he doesn't think that he belongs here. And so he kind of goes off. Like, he doesn't run away or anything. He just, we cut to a scene where he's on a, the same hillside he was playing with his falcon, Ragnall. And he lays down in the grass and staring up at the sky and just having a nice relaxing moment. A flock of birds fly around and make what appear to be the shape of like a face the face of a woman is that what you saw
0: yeah it was a couple of different shapes but definitely a a face i didn't catch a gender on a face but
1: it looked like there was like the high arcing eyebrows look like long hair mm, uh, i don't know maybe so uh it's the trials the next day there's a group of young men and women riding in on some horses a girl that's riding next to him i didn't catch her name she's i think she said it but it's not important. In a, She's like, oh, you don't got to worry about that guy. He's slow. It's me you got to worry about.
0: Yeah. (laughs) She's like, oh, cool. She's like eating an apple or some piece of fruit with a blade. Yeah.
1: And we uh, arrive at a a woman standing at the window of what appears to be a high tower. She's given a speech. And as it turns out that in this, in Dagonaut, this country that we're in, this nation state that we're in, you are not born a knight. Apparently the trials are to find those who are worthy of becoming one. That's an interesting way of doing it, that your nobility is, I mean, sure, probably only people who are nobles can try to be a knight, but um, you specifically pick out of a group of aspirants for that position. I thought it was interesting. Any thoughts on? No, it's it's a different
0: take. Feels a little modern to just to make it a, a contest where you have to earn it instead of a birthright, that type of thing.
1: Yeah. Meritocracy, right. almost.
0: Yeah, but then there's other things going on that make me think it's not a pure meritocracy. It could be just that one position.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. There are people who are nobles, right? And I guess you transcend not necessarily your position or your status in this world, because I think you have to be a noble to even attempt to do the trials. Right. Because there are they're only going to pick six, but there's like 40 people here. So... When those other 34 people get eliminated from this trial, this tournament, they still get to remain as part of the nobility, but they're just not knights. So, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they just get kicked out of their houses. Yeah,
0: who knows? They bring shame. Shame!
1: (laughs) The woman giving this speech apparently is the queen of Dagonaut. Cool. Uh, She is talking to a gentleman named Prince Aridian. Couldn't think of uh, anything else, huh? Hmm. Mm. Is Is there a Prince Buridian?
0: Well, I mean, Duridian. some parents like to have a theme <laughs> with their kids' names.
1: Did you ever see Stardust, the movie Stardust? Uh, no. Oh. Well, thanks. think I, so. I, it's worth a watch. It's got Claire Danes in it, Nicole Kidman, Robert De Niro. It's got a pretty good cast. Mm. Anyways, the sons of this king are named after like the Latin numbering system. Mm. So there's like Duo, Decimus, Septimus, Octavius una i thought it was pretty interesting so yeah anyways yeah back on topic she i mean that's what we do we talked about wesley (laughs) snipes's peak for about 15 minutes the other day she's talking to this guy and she says well you know you're not that ugly (laughs) i expected there to be warts and boils and all sorts of nasty stuff (laughs) and so it was pretty interesting yeah oh she's Uh, being coy right yeah, I, I may be obliged to marry you one day. And I thought that was really rude. Then she <laughs> says that your brother, Prince Viridian, is out there getting all the glory. He's out there getting all the honor, conquering the South. And he says, oh, well, my brother will honor me in time. I think in this part, she straight up calls him out. Because she says, you know, those are brave words. Will there be brave deeds to back them up? Man, yeah. this queen. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing around, jeez. Did you i what like do you her think? <laughs> do you think that uh that that's how it should actually work the what <laughs> going out there getting all the honors and then uh your older brother apparently is just gonna become king because he's the king i don't know man. he's an excellent line
0: uh, yeah. like that, that's the whole i mean you're asking me an american what i feel about monarchies
1: <laughs> what i'm saying is do you think it's gonna work out for prince Iridian? oh it, <laughs> that's what i'm saying oh uh, uh <laughs> you know
0: maybe <laughs> Hard to say at this point, right? Right. Uh, who knows? <laughs> the who first knows? Episode.
1: We cut to Prince Viridian's camp. Speaking of the Conqueror, I guess he's like, you know, no one thought I'd be able to do this, but what they don't understand is this is just the start of the fire. And he's fiddling around with, I guess, their letter tubes or like courier things. Yeah. Letter tubes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
0: know <laughs> no, that's called. what they're called, man. Uh, <laughs> that's what they're called. Letter <laughs>
1: tubes. Postage carriers. <laughs> Anyways they're very ornate and they appear to actually lock cuz i think he like twists and yeah, you it looks actually like hear it. it click into place and then he turns to some guy and says take five of my red riders and crush everything in your way dang okay as these riders roll out there's a guy that's like hanging out and he's wearing black armor and he calls some guy's name and i guess he notices that these Red Riders are running, or they're riding away. Red Riders riding away. Red Riders? He calls them the Red Riders. All right. They're going to give chase, I guess, because he's like, get my horse. So they I guess they're going to chase these dudes down. We're back at the trials. It's a practice session. We get some people showing off. The girl from earlier is hanging off the side of her saddle, like upside down as she rides by. Another young man is handily defeating some opponents, knocking the sword out of their hand, letting them pick it up, handing it to him. Another guy's not wearing any armor, and he's beating some people down. Bors defeats Turi, I guess, in their little practice combat. And he says, you know, hey, ignore all this. You're smaller and quicker, which means you're a harder target to hit. And I, was, I thought of the uh, <laughs> Muhammad Ali, you know, your, your hands can't hit, what your eyes can't see, you know. Just because someone has a strength advantage doesn't mean you can't yeah. overcome. You know, you play your strengths, You know, we see this all the time, like in any sort of professional sport. If you're good at running the ball in football, run the ball. Don't try to air it out. Don't try to become a passing team. Just run the ball.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. We uh, cut back to the Red Riders splitting up. Even though there's five Red Riders, there's six of them because of the guy that grabbed the five Red Riders.
0: Yeah, there's six of
1: them. So they go six different directions. In subtitles, the guy who was sitting on the ground in the black armor is called the Black Knight. Because it just says Black night, And then he, the camera zooms in on one of them. And he says, oh, that's ours right there. It's nighttime. The red rider, I guess, is over a fire. He's cooking some kind of small bird. And then guess what
0: happens? The one note that I made happens. <laughs> Twigs. Snap <laughs> in the forest. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, and the Why? rider pulls out his sword and looks around. <laughs> Something's in the forest.
1: Why is it always a twig snap? Oh. Uh. Look, if you and I, for whatever reason, ever get the opportunity to make a movie, whether it's a short film, full feature film, or hell, even (laughs) a series of television, we're not going to use a twig snap. I mean, he's in that big
0: big heavy armor. Maybe it was a stick that snapped. No, it was a twig. (laughs) It's always a twig. (sighs) Anyways, the Black Knight comes
1: out of the darkness and he's like, hey, 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 I'm not looking for trouble, man. I just noticed you had a fire. And the uh, Red Rider just has his sword up the entire time yeah he knows better yeah he's like you need to drop your weapons this guy is loaded (laughs) he did he he is throws his sword down and then he like has another short sword that he puts on the ground and then he has like six or seven daggers maybe i think i saw a mace yeah he pulls a mace
0: from the small of his back he has yeah brass knuckles or some variation thereof and yeah. it's, it's
1: just yeah we were talking about nerd stuff earlier i i played a character in this a dragon once it was a rogue named kahan and i i literally did have like 10 weapons and there was a a moment where i was trying to enter an area that wouldn't allow weapons and i i failed like five or six stealth rolls against this i think it was a beholder and so I had to like drop all my weapons on the ground it was not very fun I could relate I could relate to the black knight you know when you're armed you're armed yeah and then he they call me <laughs>
0: yeah the black knight with the white shield I think it's yeah, because yeah he introduces <laughs> himself <laughs> <laughs> imagine not having imagine being named
1: after your apparel like right now I am red shirt blue shorts what, <laughs> what's your knight name right now
0: uh blue shirt gray shorts <laughs> Wrist brace. Yeah. <laughs> wrist ring.
1: Wedding ring. Uh, no, no, thank you. Actually, no. thank you, actually. I don't know where my wedding ring is. Ooh, That's a problem. Ooh, we'll cut uh, that. <laughs> no, I know exactly where it is. It's on the, the sink.
0: The Red Rider calls him out, and he's like, I know you. You've been following me for like two days, bro. Ah, so he's not as inobservant as he had hoped.
1: Yeah. Black Knight's like, hey, man, just give me the letter. I know you got it. They engage in a fight. You know, they... He because the black guy was an idiot and put all his weapons on the ground. Uh, he doesn't really have his, a way to defend himself, so they kind of you know do a little weird, awkward struggle. And then finally, he manages to get a hold of his sword. But as he turns, the red rider is holding a crossbow, and as he's about to stick this dude, his I don't know if it's a manservant or a companion. The uh, like, page. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's old though. Yeah. His name started with a V. No. But I couldn't. I couldn't get it. This is not important. He smacks this red rider in the head with a club of some
0: kind. Yeah, look, look like like a little log. The old man was able to pick up a log and not be heard in the forest. Yeah. It can't happen. Yeah. Mark my not words.
1: <laughs> we have a classic back and forth. Like, what were you waiting for? And he's like, well, you told me to hide. And he's like, yeah, for a few minutes. Like,
0: yeah, like a minute. For- <laughs> not till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh classic uh we cut back to the trials it's apparently like a big i think i think what they like the historical name for these is called lists like l-i-s-t-s hmm. like it's what they call them but we're, we're in a, a ground combat phase a lot of people have shields and swords and helmets and, and tory's actually holding his own his father and boars are both like you need to counter and he's not countering for whatever reason but he does manage to actually disarm his opponent he finally counters yeah yeah and then he (laughs) he he loses his sword uh he goes to swing at him the guy ducks the sword gets stuck in some kind of wooden post and then he shield bash charges this dude on the ground and then he uh, rips his sash off and i guess he holds it
0: i got the impression that that was the goal
1: yeah the more sashes you have the more you win i don't know and then his mother asks senior is he winning and he says well he's not losing
0: And that's something. Well, yeah, which is different,
1: yeah. (laughs) Which is something. Now there's a scene where a mounted aspirant is going to charge with a sword and shield against a person standing on the ground with a pike. It's blunted, but a pike nonetheless. I guess this is trying to see if you can dodge when you're charging into a a group of spearmen, if you can somehow manage to dodge. Anyways, this guy does not manage to dehorse the guy charging at him because he smacks him on the head with with his sword and he is defeated and then it's junior's turn he waits for a couple seconds there's like an interesting moment everyone's like you know why is he what's, what's going on and then he charges and while he's charging time slows he hears voices he gets distracted and he gets dismounted by uh, the person on the ground with the spear yeah uh and uh i'm not sure what the point of that was uh like i really didn't i was like why like what, what why did he well, do he, that
0: he heard voices earlier sure i mean i
1: just again I, I was just confused like why he let it happen but we find out why he gets distracted by voices interesting we uh cut to prince viridian mm. he's riding towards some yurts as he's approaching it one of his guardsmen says there's a, the shaman is inside he enters the yurt and he dismisses the guards that were inside and he's like hey uh, yo i killed your chief so you serve me now yeah this shaman looks like turi and turi's mother which i thought was interesting because no one else really looks like them that we've seen so far in the show and then the shaman's laughs and it's like uh nah man you didn't conquer anything you didn't conquer these lands you just straight up destroyed them and then he's like well you know i I, i'm victorious i won she again says you know you didn't win anything You, you destroyed all these things that doesn't mean you've won well he's sitting next to her like he's balled his hand up into a fist and when he opens it like a shockwave
0: pure power yeah
1: yeah it doesn't really erupt from his hand but it just kind of like slowly projects out of it and i guess this guy has the power to cause things to shake yeah ooh he'd be really good at jenga <laughs> sure i'd mean, be able to like you know you get towards the bottom and your friends getting ready to pull that last thing out and then you just cause it to shake and it falls over great power yeah very spooky i wrote down spooky <laughs> <laughs> this is how he won the war he was able to shake the yurts as he charged them <laughs> uh and then the, sh- the shaman says oh uh this is the prophecy you have i think she says you've stolen the darkness or something to that effect i don't know some generic She's like, this is why i can't serve you but i can I can serve the warrior that's prophesized to defeat you. For her troubles, she gets straight stabbed. She gets murdered. Very sad. We're back with uh, Turi. He's getting first aid from his mother. And uh, he gets to uh, fight in the, the trials tomorrow. I guess he wasn't eliminated on the first day since he won a couple of events. I put in here that like he doesn't really appreciate all the stuff that his dad has done for him. And we find out that they are from Evalian. I- Evalian Eval-
0: there, yeah, they are Evalian.
1: Yeah. Evalian. And that they weren't brought back as slaves. They weren't enchained. Churi Sr. brought them home like as humans. As we find out, he isn't actually like his biological son. He's his adopted son. He married this woman and got a son out of it. I guess he didn't have one before, or maybe there's some backstory where for some reason like, he doesn't have any kids because he's older. I think this dude's like 46, 47 in real life. It's neat. It was an interesting twist. Yeah, well, not necessarily. A I would twist. say it was a twist, but I did think it was interesting. It adds a
0: lot to his character. It adds yeah. a lot of character and then to his character.
1: Jury mentions the voices. He says, "I heard the voices again." So he's told his mom about this at some point. Yeah, and she o- opens her hand, and there's a medallion or talisman of some kind. It looks like it's a. Uh, it looks green or brownish. It appears to be uh, knotted in some way. She's like, "Your father wore this every day of his life," and then she kind of hands it to him. And then we cut to what I think is actually probably my favorite scene in this entire episode. We're in a tavern. Up. The bald man from earlier, the bald man with the salt and pepper beard and a couple of other guys are talking some smack about Junior. And like, you know, he doesn't belong here. He dishonors all of us. And then Senior, he's not even 10 feet away. Yeah. He is literally within, like, He's a within step. air shot, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he can hear. And these guys aren't being quiet about it. Like, they're doing it on purpose. They're mocking him. And then he slams his um, stein down, walks over. One of these guys is like, hey, man, we don't mean any disrespect. You know, you brought home these people and you gave them your name and you adopted them and that's a that's a great honor. And then they start laughing at him, disrespecting this dude in front of his I don't know if necessarily these are subjects, but just disrespecting him in front of like his peers, I guess. And he punches one dude right in the face and knocks him completely out. Nice. He's very nice. And then he goes off and he says, My son was beaten, burned, bloodied, bruised and starved before he could learn how to walk he's faced death like a bunch of times and he did it all without losing any of his humanity. Like he's still, he's not, I don't like I, jaded. Yeah. I mean, he's not jaded yet. Like he has, not Yeah, he says he's faced he death
0: more than all of all of you and me combined, which I thought was yeah
1: interesting. I guess it, he hasn't lost his innocence. I guess is the phrase we're looking for. And he says, I would take him over any of your spoiled prigs any day of the week. Uh, and then he walks out and stares another dude down. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Dang yeah man senior coming out man we cut immediately to the shaman's yurt prince viridian is standing over her clothed uh, her wrapped body i thought it was interesting that he would go to the trouble to subscribe to their social norms you know someone dies in their culture they yeah it's pretty typical of tribal societies as you
0: wrap them in a cloth and burn them i mean did you say tribal societies i mean that's how i'm gonna go out so i mean do you oh, the not... yurt no 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 you oh okay man i hope not i don't <laughs> <laughs> not nah, man i'm gonna tra- <laughs> i'm gonna teach my children
1: two things archery and woodworking oh. so that when i die they can shoot flaming arrows at the viking longship that we've built over their lives mm. and burn me with all my earthly possessions
0: all of your earthly possessions yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> never mind man I don't, why did dad want his xbox one on you uh no i mean they were wrapped. i mean cremation is what i was referring to sure already happens well I don't know if it's what I, you call it tribal and tribal what does that you mean well these these people are they're nomadic that's what you mean they're tribes they're, they're nomadic yeah yeah
1: but what I'm saying is, like, he follows their cultural norms by what appears to be wrapping this body in, like, the ceremonial cloth that mm. you would wrap a dead body in. It was weird that he decided to respect that, despite the fact that he walked into her tent and killed her. <laughs> well, it could be ritualistic.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. While he burns the body, smoke billows out.
0: You know, as it normally does
1: when things burn. But this smoke, as it kind of rises up towards the opening, it stops... And begins to swirl. And he opens his mouth and breathes in. And this black smoke cloud thing goes... Into his mouth. What was that sound effect? You can't see me, but I'm also, like, spinning my hand. <laughs> we are back at the trials. There's an actual joust going on. Tiri is next. He's going against a guy wearing green. And he has, like, a bull or some kind of animal on his shirt. I guess their emblem. And he de-horses this guy and he he like rides over bors is like
0: yeah well, he freaks out which is great <laughs> I yeah. liked it. you get the idea that bors is more nervous than the kid <laughs> well i mean when your entire
1: profession probably revolves around training a nobleman's son for combat and through no fault of your own that person is not good at combat is that a reflection upon you this dude might lose his job because this kid can't swing a sword <laughs> properly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I bet he's real nervous. I guess the, the his opponents on the ground didn't really move very much. And then as a Junior gets off the horse, his opponent, like, takes his helmet off. And he's like, go ahead and finish it. There's no way that you could have beaten me unless your father had paid me. And, oh, ooh, okay. So he he took a dive. And he's like, no, that's not true. And he's like, yeah, it is. He paid me. And then we look over at Senior, and he's just staring at this scenario. I don't know if he can hear what's being said or not, but Junior doesn't like it, and he smacks that dude in the head with his shield. And then after the the joust, he's back in the uh, the armory,
0: whatever this yeah, is. Armory. He's in the back room. Junior
1: confronts Boars, and he's like, "Yo, man, is this true? I need to know. Did my father pay that guy to lose?" And then Senior appears behind them, and he's like, "Yeah, I did what I had to do." My family's been serving in this knighthood for over three hundred years, and I wasn't about to let that tradition stop because of you. Yeah, Junior's like, "Hey, I can't, I can't do this. I didn't earn it," which I, th- I think is a fair and understandable and appreciable point. You know, if you've got any sort of integrity, like internal fortitude. Yeah. You don't want things just handed to you. You want to be able to earn. You know, you earn your key. Well, point.
0: even if it was handed to him, because it wasn't handed to him, it would, he quote unquote earned it ser- serotypically, Is that the word? He cheated. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. believe you. But he, he
1: cheated. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, he didn't cheat. His dad cheated. Yeah. He was playing with a, okay. He was playing with a, a stacked deck. I guess maybe. there
0: there you go that's a better analogy
1: the senior says you haven't earned anything in this life so what do you know <laughs>
0: that was oh, that was really interesting yeah like how would you take that if you were turi i don't know well, i it, I, am, I am hugely conflicted about senior we just saw him in a previous scene defend his adopted son violently <laughs> and, and and raised him up and now i'm second guessing that whole scene did he only do that so that people would buy him becoming a knight that much better or do you think he he seemed to actually believe it? i i honestly think what
1: if we're doing that thing again or we try to justify the, no no the making yeah. of something
0: that's how we get content <laughs> <laughs> i i don't
1: disagree with the method and the reason why i say that is because a lot of people earn positions that they don't necessarily deserve, and you could take that what I just said, however you want to take it in 2020. But there are some people who can't get those opportunities for various reasons, right? Like if you were you had a job, you and I both had a job, mm-hmm. we were in the same company, had the same position, worked for the same amount of time. The only difference is is that your father also works for the company and he's an executive, and a position opens up in in maybe not his department, but a department that's That's different from yours, but it has this opportunity to do all these wonderful things. But you don't do as good a job as I do. Right. And so we both apply for the job and you get it because your father pays me to not accept the job. Like they offer me the job and he says, hey, I'll give you $50,000 to say no. And reject the offer right And so you get that job whether you know what happened or not and you go off and do wonderful things and you wouldn't have had that opportunity because i was offered the job first it's a little different i think maybe it's a little different well i think that's the scenario as i think senior is i don't want to say opportunist but he's a pragmatist he's looking out for not only his honor his son's honor his family's honor and the only way that his son can become a knight is to bribe another person to fail. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with his methods only because I like I can see the pragmatism. That's just me. Yeah. I also don't disagree with Junior's reaction to the situation. Right. He has every right to be offended personally. Sure. It's interesting. It's an interesting moment, especially after what he just did in the bar. Yeah. you know like what which, which you just described he's this great moment where his character is established and
0: then he just kind of dashes it against the rocks for who knows well, everyone has you know, everyone has an agenda and feelings and it just adds a lot of depth to his character i really really like him i like senior
1: he's great so the six who managed to succeed in this tournament are presented before the queen a couple of them are like giving him glances i guess they know what happened i guess the guy that I think his name was Tristan. I think is the name that they said. Mm, Sure. Knows that he was paid to take a dive. And they're walking towards their, I guess, next assignment or their first assignment, I guess you should say. They're talking smack, like right to his face he's oh yeah maybe that's just a thing where people do that to the people in this family is they just talk smack to him when they're within earshot <laughs> they're like you know you don't deserve to be here and he says you don't think i didn't know you don't think i don't know that you don't think i i have a choice you don't know anything about me and then he gets shoved and then he shoves the person who shoves him
0: Ooh, an altercation yeah we oh. al- almost got a ruckus oh we're almost
1: uh, <laughs> ristradin Ristradan, tradan i think was this guy's name rolls up on him shuts down the tomfoolery we didn't have a ruckus we sure had some tomfoolery (laughs) oh man he uh splits him up and he he tells the I don't remember this dude's name, but the son of the bald man. He says, uh, if I hear another word out of you, I'm going to cut your shorts off. I'm going to cut your pants off so you'll be the only knight in the history of Dagonaut to face the vigil with your ass hanging out. I thought that was pretty great. Or I think he says, with your backside hanging out. And then he turns and looks directly at Tori Jr. and he says, you have more to prove than anyone here.
0: So I guess they know too. Well, I don't think he's referencing the fact that he got in. By more or less cheating, I think he's referencing the fact that he's not the same nas- nationality. I mean, this he dude is, is
1: clearly black. <laughs> perhaps. The guy talking to them is no, also Oh, I guess. Not, yeah, and it's that's why would, would, it's like nationality. nationality I'm
0: saying nationality, and the the other guy's from their enemy nation. Our main character is. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. I'm not talking about an ethnic he's or from, I'm talking about the color of his skin or whatever. A- he's literally from yeah an enemy state a villain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, okay that's what i mean oh yeah no i took it that he knew no i don't think he'd i think that if he knew worse things would have been. are <laughs> you sure are you telling me that corruption has never existed ever in the noble class i think that it uh, this random knight <laughs> knew than other people i think no i are you telling me that people with with position,
1: privilege, power, and money, would never take advantage of them? No, I don't think they would. Is that what you tell that That doesn't happen. Okay, fair enough.
0: I'm fairly certain. <laughs> they are going to take no a vigil. No corruption. None. <laughs>
1: no corruption. You're corruption. You're uh, <laughs> <laughs> their, I guess, first assignment, which I think this is actually common in a lot of fantasy, is to take vigil where you test your resolve by being alone. In a dark and scary and spooky place. And this place is going to be amongst the dead knights of Dagonaut. Apparently for thousands of years, whenever knights die, they bury them somewhere in this chapel and you see a lot of skulls. Oh yeah. Yeah. He gives them the rules. You cannot speak. You cannot move. You cannot leave this chapel. Any of you fail, you all fail. I thought it was pretty cool. All for one, one for all. He says, "If you, you guys better be exactly how I left you when I get here in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Cool. He also says that um, you're gonna hear things that have driven men mad. People like gone crazy doing this so i mean i don't even necessarily know if it's actually as spooky as it's supposed to be and he's just trying to scare them.
0: oh a little bit of both but
1: during the night they hear noises they hear voices it's not just Touri, because for a second i thought it was just him but he looks around and other people are the uh, other five of them are also looking around and then they looking at a the stained glass window and it like contorts and moves and we see people on horseback charging towards a black knight and then um the candles go out and then some guy's like i'm going to light a, i'm going to light a candle yeah and then uh <laughs> someone's like he told us to not move and shut up
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and then uh there's a banging on the door someone's yeah. shouting for help constantly
0: yeah did you think this was what did you think this was i mean i thought it was like a test
1: yeah i thought cuz so eventually what happens is junior can't stand it anymore i mean he's during his father's speech in the bar he says like he ne- never turned away help or he's never turned anyone away when he had the opportunity to help and i thought that this was going to be a test to like play off that quote-unquote weakness right right me too same he gets up and he opens the door and i thought that restridian guy was going to be standing there but in fact it is a guy named vokia Yeah, yes the old
0: guy that you've not named until just now well because he didn't have a name until no they say his name at the very beginning you just got to start paying attention to these movies man i'm sorry man i leave too many
1: notes and this is a television show it's not a movie Uh, i'm sorry i
0: you know you're right
1: (laughs) you're right that's my bad uh he's like my master is in uh my master's injured i need help the other aspirants are like do not leave if you leave we'll fail and he's like i'll brb they won't even know i'm gone yeah (laughs) and then runs off they both approach the black knight he's sitting next to a fire which appears to be the same fire uh, with the same trees that we they killed the other guy so that's why they got caught because they didn't go anywhere <laughs> he looks at vokia and he's like this is this is the help you brought <laughs> this is this this is it right and he's like hey man it's the only one i can find and then he hands him a letter or he hands him the the case the letter tube this is not yeah, and he says, I need you to bring this to the king of Unowen. Uwanawin? Unowen. Unowen. Yeah, and he uh, says, you have to give it to him by the next full moon. He's like, whoa, that's in 14 days, and it's over 1,000 miles. And then he hands him his signet ring, and he says, if you deliver it with this ring, the king will know it's from me. And he's like, I can't do it. It's just this is a possible task. Voki's like, you can do it on Arduin. And the camera cuts over to this black horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the black knight grabs junior and he pulls him close and he says swear to me that you will deliver this to the king but he never actually gets the opportunity for that oath to um i guess be sworn because the red riders show up Tui runs off hides the red riders uh show up and kill the black knight i don't know if they also kill, kill vokia i didn't see him die but i'm gonna I'm assume, assume. That he also dies yeah. they're like he doesn't have
0: the letter on him
1: Another guy suddenly realizes that there's another set of tracks. And they start heading towards Junior's position. And then as he turns to run, the horse is standing right behind him. (laughs) Yeah. He jumps on the horse and they take flight. I actually thought this chase scene was really cool. Oh, yeah. I liked it quite a bit. They go through the forest, a couple turns. And then they get to a clearing. Thane would love this clearing, by the way. They get to a clearing. Yes, he would. They're riding. And then Turi notices that... The clearing ends, and there's a cliff and a big body of water. And he tries to get this horse to stop, but it doesn't. So it just jumps into the lake or the water, it the, off lake, a cliff, or the river. jumps off a cliff into yeah, a river whatever or whatever,
0: whatever is. yeah. It's not just like a little bank. It, it, goes, it goes a ways. I think they're like 30 feet in the air, if not more. It's more than that. I thought it was way more than that.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm sure you're right, but it's just... I'm watching it right now. Yeah, that's got to be like 40 or 50 feet. And so he jumps in. The horse swims out. Turi does not leave the water. But the horse turns, stares at the water. And then that's the end of the scene. The end of the show. The end of the first episode. Yeah. So I guess we only got one question. Whoa. Do we now? Just one. Just this one question. Did
0: you like this episode? I did. Okay. I liked a little bit of world building. Everything is relatable enough. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, overall, I liked it. I liked the way it was shot. The acting in it is solid. There's a lot of places it can go, good or bad. But I think it's a good first episode. It sets all the pieces on the board in the right place, and now we get to see, you know, what happens next. Yeah, I. Uh, it does what a first episode should do. It doesn't over-explain itself.
1: It doesn't have a a girl walking up to someone, handing them photos, and then them saying that they'll deal with it later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it would.
1: I don't think my mind has been changed, but after, like, talking about it a little bit more and going over the notes, I do kind of see what you were saying earlier about being a kid-friendly Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, because it is very much in that Mm -hmm. wheelhouse.
0: I will say it's nice also to watch a fantasy or an action movie with swords and sorcery and whatnot and not have just gore everywhere. (laughs) For sometimes for no reason, you know me, not everyone here listening knows me, but I like a good bit of blood and gore. It's good. I enjoy it. But I feel like a lot of times now it's just kind of like a thing that has to be there. Like I feel like it's obligatory. And this shows mm-hmm. you, you can have a similar plot without, without any of that. Yeah. Does that make it, sense? Like it can be PG. Like if that's what your story needs then good. and good. And it works really yeah. well here. I think I've mentioned that before with Mythica where I feel like some of the, some of that content is out of place yeah you don't have to have
1: mature content to tell a mature story exactly exactly we talked about this before Uh, about i'm gonna bring it up but the first episode of stargate sg1 yeah has full frontal nudity in it if you watch the original version it has full frontal nudity when they recut it for the amazon
0: well they recut it for uh to show it as a tv movie and then that's what's used by amazon and several other streaming services yeah yeah
1: it is they don't have it it's completely unnecessary so I will agree that you don't always need adult content, or you don't need mature content to tell a mature story. And I think this is a mature story. Absolutely. On a couple different levels, you got the conflicted father, the conflicted child, a complex social structure, social higher social hierarchy that you know um, that you got to meet expectations. And I think that I, I I do agree. I think this this show manages to tell a story without. I don't want to say that I would have cut anything i don't think i would have added anything Mm. i think this show probably nails all of its beats you know most part yeah it manages to be a great pilot yeah again i don't know if i'd be willing to watch another episode but
0: i think that's where i'll disagree and say that i I definitely would watch another episode
1: i mean well we we talk about it in another life i just have so much stuff in my life i have so much media that i already need to consume I have
0: hobbies well i think also what appeals to me here is that there's only five more episodes (laughs) honestly when we talked about offline you know whether or not we'd watch any of these other shows and we talked about Charmed I think I said well yeah but if I wanted to watch Charmed that's 20 plus episodes that's just a lot and yeah multiple seasons of it the orders 10 episodes a season Warrior Nun is what, eight episodes, I think it was, but eight I episodes, I couldn't yeah. be bothered to watch it again. <laughs> I think Another Life's also short, so I, I'm enjoying I enjoy the shorter. It's that kind of medium. I get five, six episodes. It's, it's like a long, long movie, right? It's not a single movie. It's not a full season of traditional television. I kind of like that that medium and maybe they're they're probably doing it on purpose because they're like yeah this is how long we're going to keep your attention for
1: (laughs) well i mean that's the whole idea behind prestige television yeah yeah you get a budget you know maybe not the same budget that you know not 120 million dollars to throw behind artemis fowl but (laughs) you get some money you get you get some money and then you move it around because if you if we think about it i'm looking at netflix right now it looks like three and four hours
0: yeah and, it, you know, you're not counting credits. Yeah. It, and possibly round. the last time on. So again,
1: it might be really good. I just don't know. Yeah. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, that's I think it's all I have. I think the, the one thing I my biggest criticism is I was a little bit confused at the beginning when or near the beginning when Prince Viridian hands out the letter tubes, I guess because I knew the name of the show, I assumed that those letters were for the king and it didn't dawn oh. on me that they weren't for the king until the very end. I thought yeah. the black knight guy was a bad guy. And he's like, we got to stop the prince. Okay. And I'm like, okay, maybe we do. I didn't put all of the pieces together until I was thinking about it afterwards. Like, Oh, those letters were for who knows who. And the black knight with the white shield intercepted it to take it to the king to say, this is what's happening on the front.
1: Yeah. I mean, we
0: can speculate, you yeah. man, I know that I am not the one to be talking about this, but I guess in this one particular case, I, I kind of needed a tiny bit more exposition at the beginning there to, to know, oh, that's what these are for. Like, But then maybe that's kind of part of it. Maybe that's the part of it where it is a black knight, right? And I think in traditional storytelling, the black knight is not a good guy. So maybe it's good the way it yeah. is. I don't know. I might rewatch that scene to see, you know. But he's got a white shield, so he's a good guy. Is that the equivalent of like a white hat? <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah i'm totally on the same page
1: i agree so any, any anything else would just be waxing poetic i guess i don't know Yeah, no, i guess so well do you want to get us out of here <laughs> do you want to
0: <laughs> yeah well if you don't have anything else to add this has been another episode of the b-roll podcast we've been your hosts my name is anthony and i'm chris and we really appreciate you hanging out with us today as we talk about this show and every other day you hang out with us we talk about different movies and television and whatnot uh, if you like what you've heard and you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate if you'd give us a follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, thumbs up, whatever is appropriate for your podcast platform of choice. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at sci-fi sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com or check us out on Twitter at B underscore Roll Podcast and on Facebook with the Facebook group The B-Roll Podcast Group. We can always give us suggestions about things to watch or review or just send us long, angry emails about how we're wrong and bad and how Warrior Nun is the greatest show of all time. And we just missed it because we're too dense. Yeah, send me your, yeah, send us your, send me your fan, fan mail. We'll love <laughs> yeah. it. As it'll uh, fuel us as we move uh. forward. Anything else, Chris?
1: <laughs> we have a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com backslash B underscore roll
0: pretty sure it's a forward slash but it's all right is it a forward slash slash. Uh, i'm not editing it
1: we have a patreon.com forward slash b underscore roll anything that you donate goes directly back into making this podcast better and i don't mean like what will get better what i mean is better equipment better editing software and anything you donate helps if you can't donate you know feel free to at least share share it with your friends share it with your enemies yes and just know that in these trying times you know
0: you're loved uh,
1: listen to this podcast thanks guys thanks
0: I had uh, we made a keto chili yesterday. yeah and uh man, so good. I had some leftovers today for lunch and it is it clears the body. you know what I'm saying. <sighs> I had my to, sinuses, even- <laughs> my bowels. Mm, delicious.